I might become a vegetarian. Yeah, you can't say that. Welcome back, everybody. This is Lunchtime in Rome, episode 55. That's 5-5. Five, five. We are here um, in studio live, and we are going to be talking about how to survive Christmas. Yes. Um, some of us will be alone. Some of us will be with more people than we possibly want. And some <laughs> of those are good, and some of those are bad. Um, so we're going to be talking about all that today. We are so glad that you're with us. Um, thank you, Facebook, for joining in. We are um, we do Facebook Live, so if uh, you're just catching up with the podcast and you're listening to us on Spotify or whatever podcast you listen to, we do go live on Facebook. So please join us at our um, at our Facebook page. Um, you can find everything at our hub at lunchtimeinrome.com. That's where you can find our tweeting and our machines that distribute all of our communications email email you can find past episodes and it's wonderful it's a glorious place to be one thing um, to shout out if you sign up for our email list we will send the show notes from each episode to your inbox so anything that we reference of importance mm-hmm. you will have links to that a lot of recipes a lot of places to eat um <clears throat> we seem to we seem to talk about that stuff quite a bit so uh that can all come right to your inbox so we encourage you to go back through the archives uh, catch up if you if you haven't been following us since the beginning, uh, especially towards the beginning. There's lots of foundational stuff that um, really builds on everything we we talk about from here on out. Um, so without further ado, I want to say hi to Jay. What's up? And Eric. Hey, buddy. It's great to have you guys. Uh, it's great to be with you guys, as always. Um, Jay, would you tell us a synopsis of what we do here and why we do it? Yes, this podcast is uh, basically focused on the fact that many people will at some point in time in their life feel alone. And the Bible says in Romans 12, 15, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. That is the formula for keeping people from being alone. And so we have modeled this as if we're hanging out at Rome at 12, 15, which would be lunchtime. And the first 20 minutes of the podcast is us modeling rejoicing with those who rejoice mourning with those who mourn whether it be just the three of us or other people that have uh sent in an email or a text or something like that or joined us and left a comment on facebook live we model that in the first 20 minutes then after that we have a topic of the day like today is surviving christmas surviving the holidays um and maybe it's it's just ways to either help yourself not be alone or it's ways to help love and bless other people and keep them from feeling alone and then we throw it all out the window in the last 10 minutes with our do better and can't do better segments. Yep. And it, it seems like when, again, I, I hear we, you, you cover this every time we do this podcast, you, you say what we do. And every time you say that basically the same thing and it hit me tonight, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. It seems like we do a lot more mourning than rejoicing That's in general. In wait, in life or on this podcast? No, no, no. Just in life. It seems oh, like, yeah. it seems like say, there's a lot more. I think we rejoice a lot on the podcast. No, no, no. no. Yeah. I feel like in life, it's just, you know, the default is to, and maybe you don't see it as mourning, but you go out of the bar and be like, oh, my wife's, you know, on me again. And, you know, and you're trying to find that. So, but it seems like there's more of that than, hey, I had a really good day today. Yeah. So I my day was awful, you know. Right. And, and it, there's opportunities at both ends. Um, hey, yo. 
because it, you know, this past Sunday at church, I was, you know, I teach about this at church every week for a few minutes and it was, don't steal the story was mm-hmm. my encouragement this week, man. It's great advice. It's huge. Uh, which in our podcast, you know, or the way we teach it, it's don't, don't be selfish. Yeah. But the, the phrase that we used was don't steal the story. And Rachel was just like, yeah, but that's well, so true at the positive end. Cause I was teaching it as to how to not comfort. And mm. Can you just quickly like give a synopsis of what you mean by don't steal the story? Can so, Brian might be sharing, hey, this afternoon uh, I got a, uh, I owed this guy a hundred bucks and he said, don't worry about it. And that's just great because I didn't have the hundred dollars. And then Eric says, oh, I know that happened to me last week. You know, I was at McDonald's and I didn't have enough money to pay. And the guy behind me and all of a sudden Eric's telling this 10 minute story when you Mm -hmm. just wanted to say, I'm, I got a hundred bucks for free and I was blessed. And the emotion going back to the emotional needs. Now you feel alone. They're either needs that have been met or stolen from you. A hurt, a hurt. And so in that instance, Eric is kind of robbing you of your joy. You, you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In this story. Right. 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 I got a Big Mac for free. You got a hundred bucks. Right. But Eric is robbing me of the joy. (laughs) Yeah. um, By taking the story and you know, I'm telling the story because I want, I want to share that. Well, but just think about it. You want to share the story. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's taken the story right. from you. So guess what do you feel? Alone. Yeah. Nobody's joining you probably, in your emotion. Probably a little irritated. He took it from you. Mm-hmm. And the same is true, obviously, in comfort. When you say, my heart is broken, this just happened to me. And somebody goes, hi, no. One time. <laughs> and they go into their story and you're like, wow, now I'm hurt, pissed I know, off, and really alone. I know exactly how you feel is like one of the worst things you can say. No, it is the worst. <laughs> well, other than like you deserved it. might be worse. <laughs> <laughs> right might or just right. pointing and laugh <laughs> might be worse may not be so what's this podcast about well, john, um, john said yeah i'm guilty of that john stealing the story we all are buddy yeah you know, i am i you know before i learned all the emotional needs and 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 the stuff that jay has taught us i am the classic one-upper like it took me a long time it took a lot of effort for mm-hmm. me not to either tell a story that was like of equal, mm-hmm. you know, importance or whatever, or try to outshine somebody else. Because in my mind, I'm trying to relate to that person sure. and join them right. in the fun. Right. But really I'm robbing them of like what, like what you said, Brian, their mm-hmm. joy and taking away from their moment where I've, you know, at first I really had to be conscious about it. And like, it felt very aggressive for me to hold back. But then as time went on, like I learned to appreciate the other person's yeah. joy and join them in that. Yeah. And that's like, it's one of the best things that you could do. You and know? you've, you've done a really, I, I don't think I really knew you when you were the one upper. I think maybe I knew you when you were kind of transitioning from the one upper, yeah. but like, I think right now you do a tremendous job of letting somebody speak and tell their story and then appreciating that. Um, I appreciate that. But yeah, it's, it, and, but the first, you know, it, you got to recognize it, you know? And I think that there's, we just let these conversations go and they just happen be, and we don't recognize it. And when you start to recognize it, it's like, wow, I do it here. Wow. I do it here. And then you have mm-hmm. to put the discipline into place. To yes. be like, uh, uh, I'm going to bite my tongue. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Well, after church on Sundays, when I taught about don't steal a story, I went out in the parking lot and I shared <laughs> and what something. Did somebody did. Uh, and, and, and I was, it was after that, but it doesn't matter. The point of the story was, Somebody stole my story <laughs> as I was opening up to them. Well, then later on, somebody else came up to me and said, hey, thanks for teaching on that because somebody stole my story. Mm. And I was like, I know. And I, st- and I <laughs> somebody just stole my story. Stole my story. So in that. <laughs> it's like I inception. Stole, yeah. But then, then I realized that I said, listen, you know, I'm really sorry that that happened to you. And I hugged her. 
And and I was like, all right. So I actually comforted the original hurt well, but not. I stole the second hurt from yeah. her. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you overthink it though? Sure. Oh, yeah. All the time. All the time. Yeah. This no. Whole... No. Not all the time. Like not that all... is overthinking, yeah. but it's also not inaccurate. I go back to my good friend Butch Mayer when we were both single. Hey, Butch. And, and I said that we overanalyze everything. You know, girl calls. Oh, oh yeah. This. And what do you got, think she meant? And what, Michael, and he, and he, I'm sorry I missed you. <laughs> Michael, I'm sorry I missed you. <laughs> sorry she missed me. Sorry, the office. Yeah. Um, but he, his exact quote was, he goes, yeah, actually, Jay, I think people don't analyze enough. It's not that we overanalyze. Yeah. Everybody else doesn't analyze enough because yeah. in that moment, I'm yeah. accurate. Exactly. I did steal her story. Yeah. And then I comforted her original story. Yes. So, yeah. It's wild. Does it matter? You know, is it overthinking? Does it matter? Uh, I think she it, I think she left that moment going. Oh, yeah. Well, and I, I, and I think it's indicative of it's like anything else. It, it eventually becomes muscle memory and you, you aren't thinking about it a lot. Like when you get really good at a sport, like at first or, you know, or you're trying mm. to do something new. It's really awkward. Yeah. Anything, you know, but then once you do it, enough, it becomes second nature, it becomes second nature. And yeah. you, you kind of do stop thinking about it. And it's just, you know, organic. So I do want to talk about our weeks. Yeah. I'll go first, please. Why don't you go first? So I don't know whether you want to rejoice or mourn. Oh, but for the first time in my life, oh. I was kicked out of a store. <laughs> I've been holding on to this one a little bit. <laughs> You're not a sales rep. I've been kicked out of bars before. <laughs> oh, I just so, wanted you. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, so, evidently, the, uh, the Sam's Club Plus membership hours do not apply on Sunday. <laughs> So I thought in my mind, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Sam's on Sunday morning, you know, take advantage of the plus hours because Sam's for plus members opens up at seven o'clock. I'm going to get my Sam's trip out of the way before church. Scan and go. Scan and go. Just do my thing without in and out in 20 minutes. Yes. It was going to be amazing. (laughs) I had mags with me because like I'm up, you know, like when mags is up, I'm up, you know, and you hang around here. Right. And I, right. I I was going to go take care of this. And then when we get home from church, what do we got to do? Don't have to go to Sam's. Right. You know, it's already done. Possibilities are nay, nay. (laughs) So I, I looked up online. I like, I was like, what are Sam's club plus? Membership hours seven o'clock mm-hmm. is when Sam's Club Plus members and the internet can, told you this and the internet told me this okay. must be true. That's so I go and if you've been there before and I know I've done this before, Jay, have you been to Sam's Club before yeah. ten o'clock? Oh yeah. yeah. So you know, like the first set of doors is open and you can go in and get your cart, mm-hmm. but then like a lot of times you have to nudge the second door to get. Oh, I've never had to nudge. I've had to nudge. Before. I go in the exit door is what I would do. Oh, see, I go in the indoor, but you just nudge it and it opens up. <laughs> That's what I've done. It's called they're, breaking they're built in the for that. It is not because it's not locked. <laughs> yeah, it is they're, not. They're locked. built to have that Someone's happen because research. yes, they're a fire hazard if they don't. And I've done this in the past, like before, like in the way back. So Can't wait to hear where this goes. <laughs> So interested. In so this. like, I got mags in the cart. I'm like, this is awesome. There's nobody here. I even walked in with another person. Oh, I was like, this is fantastic. And uh, and I saw another lady who was not an employee. Like she had her purse and like she looked like she was shopping. And so I go, I go to the um, like the section with all like the the soap and uh-huh. the you know prescriptions by the restroom and the prescriptions. I go grab my my uh, Dove men's bar soap that I like and yeah. throw it in the cart and scan it, put it in the cart. And then I make a beeline to the, like the produce section, which is in like 
the caddy corner of where you walk in. So I am mm-hmm. deep into Sam's at mm-hmm. this point. And then I overhear, uh, there's customers in the store. <laughs> Over the loudspeaker. No, like there was like two like workers like talking to each other. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm a plus member, you know. And they're like, yeah, that doesn't apply on Sunday. And I was like, what? <laughs> and, and you already have stuff in your cart. I had I had an item in my cart. Uh oh. And I looked at the guy. I Both was like, his his uh, his uh, literal cart and the app. Then the app, yeah. And I looked at and at this point it's like nine fifteen. It's not like it's like seven fifteen. Yeah, it's not like it's seven fifteen. And I and I was okay, like, okay, so you didn't go in right at seven. Like right, you're not breaking right, the right. door down. Well, you were breaking the door down. <laughs> And I was like Breaking the door open I was like I was like man I'm here I got the scan and go app Can I just Can Check I just Cause in go? Like, like technically It should have been 10 o'clock Is where we're like Right It, okay. it should have been right. It doesn't apply on Sundays so Everybody gets in at 10 o'clock 10. on Sundays gotcha. Right And uh, he was like No I have to mm. escort you Out of the store And I was like Oh seriously Come Who on. was it Was it the produce guy mm-hmm. Big tall guy Kind of heavy set Yep Oh he's a nice guy He is a nice guy but then, like, it didn't really dawn on me until, like, Monday morning. And I was like, okay. Wait so there wasn't, like, a violent altercation where you're kicking. <laughs> you didn't <laughs> no, say, kick like, me out of the store. <laughs> I'm kicking you out. It, it, it was go weird. Like, Pesci on it was weird because, like, Sam's is not a small store. So no. it's, like, a long, awkward yep. walk <laughs> to, to the front Let's door. Let's take you to the principal's office. Because, like, I'm pretty much in the back you're of like, the store. You're, like, in front of my daughter. Yeah. In front of my daughter. <laughs> she's going to remember this forever. My soap. And she's gritting on him. You know she was like. <laughs> um. But, uh, yeah, that happened. Um, oh, then you had to go back. But it didn't dawn on me till Monday. until Monday. I was like, wait a minute. I'm probably on camera. <laughs> wait, am I allowed back in Sam's? Like, did I like, <laughs> did I like break and enter into Sam's? <laughs> I haven't been back. I went to, I actually, I was like 915. At this point it was like 920. I was like, everything on the list I could probably get at Aldi. Aldi. <laughs> so I beelined it to Aldi and Penhales got what I needed and, and came back home, handed off mags to Amy, and then came up for for warm up. For church in the dark. Yeah, for church in the dark. Church yeah. in the dark. So yeah, it was a pretty big moment for uh, my daughter and I. Guess we're just Getting crazy. kicked out of Sam's. You're just that <laughs> renegade. <laughs> You're one of those dads where they go, I can't believe they did that in front of the children. <laughs> <laughs> I see it on live PD all the time. Right. You may so, as well just leave her in a hot car. What? Yeah. <laughs> did you eat something? I did. So I did um, my garlic knots for our work Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Captain knots, Captain Tyan knots. <laughs> Captain Tyan knots. Um, I think two weeks ago I made test garlic knots mm-hmm. to do a test mm-hmm. run. We talked about it. Yeah. And uh, this was the, I found out the secret for garlic knots versus like, cause I use my pizza dough. Right. And if you don't let it rise, so you make the dough, you let it rise for about an hour, cover it up with uh, like white, a, in a bowl. Cloth. No, no, no. In a bowl with like um, plastic wrap. Yeah. Take it out, put it on the counter, cover it up for 10 minutes with a cloth, uh. rise for a little bit longer. And that's fine for the pizza dough. Oh, but not the garlic knots for the knots. I have found that you have to let it rise a little bit longer, get get them a little bit puffier, and then they bake much, much more nice, and uh, you get a nice garlic knot. Mm. And they were very tasty. Everybody liked them, and it was a it was a fun party. Good. Uh you want me to go? Or you nope, want to go? I'll go. All right. Uh, last week we did. Uh, we had a taste test on air. 
of my adobo sauce. Never been done. Slash ancho sauce, whatever else. It was and so good. So it then really I, good. I took it home and uh, I added it. I, I braised chicken uh, thighs in it and cooked it with some onions and peppers. And I also uh, smoked a small pork shoulder from uh, Aldi it was. And then I took it to a party in, at, uh, at Tommy's. At my brother's house, they invited us over. So Tyler, baby Ty Ty, calls me. Baby Ty Ty. Baby Ty. Last, let's say Thursday. And he's like, listen, I got a question. What can we do to just bring back what it means to be a Mitlow man? <laughs> and I, I was like. totally hear him saying it. And like I said, is. you've been drinking? And he's like, <laughs> no, actually, I just came from, because he's, he's been hired to be on the worship team for a church playing out in the trobe. And he's like, I'm on my way home from worship practice. Why? I'm like, man. Kind of sound like you've been drinking. <laughs> and so we're talking about it. And he's like, you know, this and that. And I said, you know, one of the things we could do is like, he goes, well, we could like put up. I said, we need to do mitlow things. He was like, put up peppers. I said, yeah, exactly. I said, someday we could grind sausage, you know. Wait, so put up, put up peppers? Yeah, put up peppers. So you get what hot you banana peppers. And there's a process. They're called putting them up because you basically, uh, you jar them with olive oil. Okay. And you put gotcha. them up and you put them away for yeah, yeah. however long. Let them marinate. Put a little anchovy, excuse me, yeah, an anchovy in each one, hmm. and then you, yeah, it's a crazy process, and it's anchovy. You would not think it's delicious, and when I eat them, I, like I actually take yeah. a lot of the anchovy out, but you yeah. just get the residual salt in there. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's so good. Yeah, I did it once, and I did it. I did not get all the salt out because you want to salt them first. And anyhow, when we do that, we'll talk about it. All right. I said, hey, we could grind and make some Italian sausage. Okay, yeah. fine. Well, then Jan invites us over to their house Saturday evening. Tom's wife. Correct. Tyler's mother, my sister-in-law, Tom, my brother's wife, for a Christmas cookie decorating party. And so I call or I text Hunter and Tyler and I said, hey, you want to grind some sausage? I said, you know, we'll let the chicks be making the cookies. (laughs) Let's make some sausage. Yes. So I went and I bought a pork shoulder and and brought my my meat grinder over and I brought a spice blend. And it was hilarious because they were real. They just renovated their kitchen. looks gorgeous. And they have this huge island. And as Marcy, my sister, is cleaning it off to get ready to make the cookies, I'm throwing this pork shoulder down on it and <laughs> just getting in her way as much as I can. And <laughs> So then I'm over on the counter and, uh, and Tyler's cutting up the pork shoulder and Joe's being a man with him and all that stuff. And then finally, you know, they're starting. They have Christmas music on and they've got the cookie cutters out. We turn the meat grinder on. You can hear the fat <laughs> popping through. <laughs> Anyhow, so then we took it out and we cooked it on the, uh, we made the Italian sausage, hot Italian sausage, made oh, it on. Nice. And that's the video that was on Instagram. We put it on the wood fire grill. Yeah. He has a pizza oven. Yeah, you an did. Outdoor pizza you oven. did like patties. We did. Yeah. And it was, it was pretty good. It was, I, Italian sausage has fennel in it and fennel is just another one of those things like cilantro or uh, horseradish slash wasabi that when it's in something, I'm like, Hey, there's fennel. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't, it was great outside. But then once you brought it in, and then we were making eggs. We made eggs in the cast Ooh. iron and the wood fired grill. Yeah, you did. And uh, it, was, it was, we were men. We were men. Yeah. And so it that was sounds a good awesome. Time. So, yeah, doing a lot of cooking, all that kind of fun stuff. So I was at Aldi the other day, and they had some sweet looking uh, avocados. And nobody eats avocados in my house. Well, Rachel does, but. Oh, not right dang now. it. I had some avocados to give you. I, I, I meant to text you to see if you wanted them. Do you no. want avocados? I don't. I have, okay. So I made an avocado cucumber salad, and so they're going to taste that. So the bottom line is, I took over that. Those, wow. The uh, I took the pork 
and chicken over to their house, but really nobody ate it. So then I took it home. I was going to give it to you guys on Sunday, but then I decided I'm just going to eat it. So I, before I bite into this, yeah. what is in this other than avocado, avocado and cucumber? cucumber? A little green onion, garlic, cumin, salt, pepper, and the dressing is a lime, olive oil, a uh, little bit of rice wine, vinegar, and vinaigrette. So that's what you're getting in that salad. It's awful. <laughs> that's like a that's like a super salad. That's like a that's gonna clean you out and make you feel great. It's gonna grease the skids and skid the grease. Dude, this is wow, so good. the smell <laughs> the smell in the room already. It's, like, a, little, it's, it's just, a little oniony garlicky. How how no, healthy is this? My goodness, it's pretty it healthy. So good. There's I mean, nothing in there that's not healthy. Right. Because it's a, it's it's a really good olive oil, by the way. Like you could just crush some of the stuff. So. I mean, if all salad was like that, I'd I'd love salad. It's it's like a guacamole salad, for lack of a better term. And I hollowed out the cucumbers, so it's, you're not getting the seeds. You're just getting the meat of the cucumber. Interesting. Right, because otherwise it gets a little watery. I would have liked more lime, but I only had one lime, and it was old. <laughs> so I had to, like, really smash it a good bit. But, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. So Give it back. Put it right there. There you go. So uh, that is incredible. It's so good. That's my new favorite thing that you've made. This is like one of the no, dude. It's amazing because it's healthy. It's it's like you want you always want to be getting like it tastes good, but it feels like you're eating like it's it's almost feel it's almost decadent, but it's a salad because there's a lot of fat. I mean, it's two. That's two. But it's good fat. That's two whole avocados and only one half of one of those long cucumbers. Oh my goodness! And you could add more cucumber, sure, if you wanted to. You could also like, add like, you know, a steak. This is my I favorite. Like, this I is like my favorite new segment of the show. I like way. meat. Um, well, the nice thing is, and I'm sensitive to it. I don't think it's gross for anybody listening, because that could be the problem if you guys are right. No, I'm I try not to eat right into the mic. No, I'm, hey, I like gonna, to we eat can have, meat. We can have lunchtime in room ASMR version. Ooh, yeah, and then a little mukbang. <laughs> mukbang. You can, like eat it with his feet. What? I like to eat meat. <laughs> But if everything vegetarian was like that, I might become a vegetarian. Yeah, you can't say that. I want to point out one last <laughs> so thing. <laughs> I want to point out one last thing. Uh, I asked people on uh, Facebook Live, and I may have started another listening party. I'm not sure. But my man, Vince DeMarco, who is Anita and Marty. Uh, it's Anita's son, uh, Choma from church. Uh, he said the best thing about Christmas is he's not going to be working. But I want to say that my man, Vince, we can almost get him in here because my man does some serious cooking. Like he made wedding soup from scratch the other day and had like all the ingredients out. Like he did it from scratch, 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 like tons of stuff. So I'm going to give some props to Vince. That's awesome. I do. And I, I really do appreciate cooking from scratch. Like there's just something about it. It's, it's extremely satisfying. Yeah. I made fish the other night and it was good. It was, it wasn't great, but it was good fish. Just like cod, just a white fish, with, yeah. but with breaded, like I did breading on it, um, yeah. you know, some, some butter and, you know, it was good, not great, but we, we, we've been eating a lot of like prepackaged stuff from Aldi. Like you throw it in a, sure. a wok and it's, it's stir fried, but it's not really stir fried. <laughs> yeah, you, know? yeah, um, you fried it and you stirred it. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it goes in our stomachs and we've eaten and it's pretty good, but you know, we've done it in 20 minutes. Mm. Um, so I, I, I made a, like a home cooked meal the other night and it was nice to do that. Cause I, I used to cook a lot. Like I used to make very organic home cooked stuff and I haven't done it in a long time. So that was nice. Yeah. But that's not my food story. My food story. I got to give credit to my mom. She had us, um, over, um, kind of like a pre Christmas dinner and, um, this past Saturday and she made a prime rib that was just bonkers. Yeah, she texted me. Did she tell you mm -mm. what's up with your mom with prime ribs? She said a tenderloin. It was a prime rib. Oh, Sally. 
Or it was a giant tenderloin. I mean, whatever it was, it was delicious. And so, like, she did the whole pre-Christmas dinner. Man. So was it, how big was it? Like, what did it look like? It was like this. And you had, like, a bigger side, and it was a little bit bloodier, and then you had a little bit more of a cooked side. For those that don't like it quite as cooked, it was prime rib. I don't think it was prime rib. Whatever. Prime rib, prime rib is like the ribs. I mean, it's big. It's like a roast. Whereas, was it more? Then it was a giant tenderloin. Yeah. Okay. Bro, she hit the lotto or something? That ain't cheap. Food bank. Ah, uh, food bank. I think. <laughs> yeah. So, the food bank regardless of what meat it was, it was delicious. Man, that's awesome. It was nice to have kind of a pre-Christmas dinner. Well, and shout oh. out to Sally. She works the food bank. So, mm-hmm. yeah. She gets to take some things home from time to time. Because otherwise they throw it away. Right. And yeah. what a, like, thank you for volunteering. That's mm-hmm. amazing. I'm a and, big fan. And passing on the the benefits of all that to you it's awesome and not only does she make stuff she also drops it off at my house in the, the weirdest but she times. was successful it was a good piece of meat <laughs> yes man that's great and like we get the weirdest things like we get sheets like all right this is like two days old uh you know past the, the expiration date yeah here's a bunch of sheets muffins you know like and Muffins? So we just yeah we just get the crazy stuff. We got a bunch of raspberries today that like are a day. You know what I mean? So yeah. we get a lot of that stuff. And sometimes I'm like, all right, but but it, we're getting food. I mean, yeah, who cares? You know, so yeah. anyways, as my grandfather would say, it was good for nothing. Good for nothing? Yeah, it yeah. just doesn't cost anything, mm. and it's good. That's right. Normally that's used differently, right? Yes. So that's what I ate, and then I had a great moment with Ethan. Um, whatever date or whatever day twelve twelve was. Um, Day that we're living in for I guess that would have been last week, last last Wednesday, something like that. Mm. Um, well, it was the last full moon of the of, Thursday. the of the decade. Yeah, yeah. So we, I, it would have been after I left the podcast, and then we stayed up to see it. Oh, cool. That morning. Yeah, like you know, after midnight, so to speak. So um, I got Ethan up, and it was it was the perfect night. It was super clear. We saw this giant full moon. It was the last full moon of the, the decade. And it hit me. Like, I didn't realize until <laughs> I'm not the fastest guy in the world. I didn't realize until like two weeks ago that, hey, we're moving into a different decade this year, you yeah. know, after at, at this new year. Yeah. And, um, and he was talking about dinner. He's like, I want to stay up for the full moon. And I'm like, what? Whatever. And then like it hit me like, OK, that's pretty significant. I want to do that. Yeah. So I, I went home and woke him up and uh, we went out and we're just, you know, I he's wiping sleep out of his eye just kind of stumbling around but looking at it and we, we just had this moment we were out there for like five minutes but it now was where like, are you in your backyard like right outside the back port like right outside the right. back so you're looking through trees and stuff which probably made it look even bigger yeah i mean it was it, it, it was huge, huge through the trees right yeah right there's like branches in front of it and yeah. stuff um and it was you know it was a very cold clear night and yeah you know so we're both like it's cold it's cold but like just taking that in and being able to do that with Ethan, and he wanted to do it, so I know that was significant for him. Yeah. And it became significant for me more than I realized. And then, mm. like, we're like, I was like, you want to go back in? He's like, yeah. And I was like, man, just think about it. Like, you're 12 right now. You could be doing this with a child of yours in 10 years from now, at the end of the next decade. Mm. Well, let's hope it's a baby. But that's what I mean. Like, a like you don't know what you're looking at right now, but that's the moon. And a decade ago, I was looking at this with my dad. Well, I hope he's not doing it. Six year old was my point. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> but my, was, let's put some brakes on. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think the bigger point is like, ten years from now, he's going to be. He might have a house. He might like. He's moved on. Like he's in a completely different place. 
And I got to think about what it was 10 years ago, you know, with me, with him. I just wanted him to sleep through the night. He was just about, he was just potty trained, you know, and like, like now he's got a mustache and a different voice. And, (laughs) you know, every time I look at him, he's grown another seven feet, you know, it's just like the kids growing like a, like a weed. And it was just one of those moments that I like initially I was like, ah, whatever. And then like the more I was soaking in it, it was just like, man, this is good. This is one of those, one of those moments that, you know, you, you, you hope to have like you idealize them in your when you're mind. when you're gonna have kids you're like someday yeah and then when then you know too often when you're in the moment it's like all right you know whatever you like you're off to a million different yeah. things so it's the moment that makes up for all the bad something yeah <laughs> no maybe not all of that but, um, it, but it, it's it, a moment where time helps. stands still yes. yeah one two it's a moment where you can go okay i did a good thing yeah, I put yeah. A, I put a memory in. We mm-hmm. took a mental snapshot. Yeah, I can always remember that night mm-hmm. we sat out on the port. You know, at the and, end of 2019, and you, you and me, and you sewed into his future, mm-hmm. so that someday he will literally think, "Ah, oh, remember when my dad did that for me? Yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder what that's going to be when I do that for my kids." Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's like a triple good thing you did. Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. So that was that is awesome. Yep. So what's this podcast about now? <laughs> well, you know what? We have great memories. Like you just built with, mm-hmm. with, you know, with that and with that, with that, with that yeah. moment with Ethan, what yeah. a cool thing that was. And, and you getting thrown out of your first store with together. Maggie with Maggie. together. Yes. Um, but, and actually before we came over here, when I was making the salad, Bella was going through my yearbook, um, which was kind of cool. Just going through the different things. And then she was going over Rachel's as I left. And I said to her, are you sure it's okay for her to read what everybody wrote in your yearbook? <laughs> And so these are all memories. But what, not, are you, what are you implying? I, I want to say now I really want to read Rachel's yearbook. <laughs> I don't know, but she lived a different high school career than she has lived as a mother. Right. I'll just leave it at that. Right. Point of the story is this. Not everybody has great memories about holidays. Nobody, not everybody is going into this next week with Christmas looming, thinking, Man, I'm so pumped. I'm so excited because I know the three of us are. I know yeah. you're giddy, jitty with it. Because it's your favorite time of the year. You getting to see the whole thing now through Maggie 2.0. I am so excited about that part of Christmas now. Like yeah. it's, it is like rejuvenated the whole holiday. So fun. And where I am, it's a whole other aspect. Cause this is like last year, Bella and Joe got phones, which was a big deal. They'd had phones, but they got like, well, no, Bella didn't have a phone yet. Yeah. And Joe had a crappy phone. Yeah. So now he was getting, you know. And this year, it's funny for them because they're kind of like, oh, whatever. Joe's got a job. Joe has more disposable income than anybody in this room. It's <laughs> fact. He has two jobs. And so he's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, and Bella's like, like the, her big ticket item is a weighted blanket. And what, what 14-year-old kid, that's their biggest. A weighted t- blanket? Yeah. Like what why, do you, why do you need a weighted blanket? So that was all the rage like last year. Uh, you couldn't buy it at Target. They were always sold out. It's like, uh, I think it's like, I think Rachel's is 20 pounds and it, it gives you just like when you're under a ton of blankets, it gives you like, it's, it's supposed to help you sleep. It makes you feel comfortable. Um, not claustrophobic. <laughs> well, if you're claustrophobic, you could freak out over it. But Ra- Rachel, who does get a little claustrophobic more with humans than with clothing. But the point of the story is, and it also isn't very, it, it isn't hot. Like Rachel can do it up until can, can have it on top of her up until the really hottest part mm-hmm. of summer. But anyhow, so Bella wanted one, but so it's different for me, but for some people it's terrible. It's the first mm-hmm. Christmas since blank mm-hmm. or 
you know, it's a Christmas, you're having to deal with a job loss or you're just at a point in time in life where you're alone. Yeah. And so what we want to do is spend some time and we did some research and looked up some things online and we came up with an article, 10 things to do if you're alone for the holidays. And some of them apply directly to Christmas, like the day, and some apply in general. And so we're just going to go over those with you because a lot of people share them on Facebook this time of year, you know, and I think it's important. Well, we'll get to that in the end. Yeah. Um, So let's just go over the list by Laurie Stoneham. Uh, made this article to give her full credit. Brian, number one. Demythologize and adjust expectations. Important. You want me to read the whole thing? Sure. Elaine Radino, PhD, a clinical psychologist in Santa Monica, California. I was just there two months ago. That's where my colon blew up. Says there are so many categories of expectations. her. <laughs> That's literally where my colon blew up on the beach, Santa Monica Beach. Says there are so many categories of expectations about the season being just right that it brings up all sorts of issues relating to family, stress mm. and anxiety, eating disorders, sobriety, self-esteem, competency. The list goes on. There's this idea that it's supposed to be perfect. And if it's not, the person asks, what's wrong with me? She adds that st- statistically, the number of traditional households, quote, in this, unquote. quote unquote, traditional households in this country is not in the majority. So the whole Chevy Chase Christmas vacation, everything's idealistic, kind of ends up what it be, what it is. In what, Christmas it be. Va- what it be in Christmas vacation, where it just becomes for a lot of people shambles. And then they deal with all of this self-doubt and, and deal with it in a lot of you know harmful ways. And so the cure, the, the key is to get ahead of it mentally demythologize and adjust your expectations kind of start at the floor and it, you know I mean, is that a way to not feel alone is that does that relate to what we talked about sure with- i think so because and it's sort of the phrase i use with bella with trying out for the musical which is have high expectations but low floors mm-hmm. you know be be happy with if you get anything you know so if if it doesn't if your christmas doesn't suck that's got to be okay. Mm-hmm. You can't have Hallmark. You can't have the right. perfect Christmas, the Facebook Christmas, the Pinterest Christmas. That that's, you know, if that happens, great. Yeah, absolutely. But chances are it probably won't be that way. Well, and like this is something that I struggle with personally is making everybody happy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a lot of people out there that want everybody to have the best Christmas, right? And everybody needs to enjoy themselves and everybody needs to get their needs met where in all reality to line up scheduling and people who are in from out of town, not from in from out of town and, you know, having that Christmas celebration with split families got to go to there over here. The in-laws over here, like perfect example, or like maybe you're dating somebody and like you haven't like you're not married yet. And, you know, you got to go over to, you know, this person they house eat at four for, o'clock. Yeah, we're gonna eat our way across Pennsylvania and <laughs> stuff ourselves and roll home, right? You know, and and all that, and we got to make sure we have this gift for that, and this gift has to equal the mm-hmm. the the brother and sister of of my cousin in law. So you know, like like there's so many things that play into it that for a person like me are so overwhelming, and I just want everybody to be, to be happy. But I also want to have a good time, yeah. you know? And I think what's important is this is where cognitive behavioral therapy meets emotionally focused therapy. And what I mean by that is cognitive behavioral therapy is replacing negative thoughts with positive thoughts or constructive thoughts. So if you have the negative thought of no matter what I do, it's not going to be enough or it has got to be perfect. Those are negative destructive thoughts. 
so that if you can walk into a situation saying, I would love to meet my need for appreciation and make everybody happy, but I know I can't. So I'm going to do the best I can. You won't be okay with what I put on tape, so to speak. Right. You'll then not have the hurt of, I didn't meet everyone's Mm -hmm. needs or the emotional security, whatever your need is being met by that. You know, if you can go in with the right mindset, odds are you're not going to be hurt as bad and left feeling alone because that is, as we go through this, the, we said earlier and we'll say it again, a hurt is an emotional need not met or taken from you. Mm-hmm. And when that happens very often, we're left feeling alone. So if we can get ahead of it a little bit by this, and what I think is, is interesting is how she says um, that when it is not perfect, the person asks what's wrong with me. What's wrong with me. And that is a result of a hurt. That's that's self uh, condemnation that I must've done something wrong. It's, it's a little bit of guilt, but it also can just be self condemnation that if everything goes great, they don't take the credit, but when it goes bad, Oh, it's my fault. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be aware of how do we react to hurts in the first place? Um, if you have, um, well, that's the end of that. So the the get ahead of it emotionally Mm -hmm. and have realistic expectations. I talk about that with the prom every year, you know, dealing with youth ministry, the prom is great for like two kids. Yeah. (laughs) But for everybody else, it's a train wreck. Right. You know, I, I think I think living in this world, there are a, a billion variables. And if you try to solve the problem or meet the end result of every one of those variables, if you try to make every one of those variables exactly the way that everybody else wants it to be, including yourself, pff, good luck. Like, right. like, and there's, you know, that's that's tough and that's a weight that a lot of people carry. Right. Yeah. My mother had an emotional breakdown every Christmas because of so that. many variables. Number two. Number two, pick up the phone. Call friends and ask to be included in whatever they're doing. Rodino suggests offering to bring a dish or seeing how you can contribute to the gathering. She says most people love opening their homes and expanding the celebration. It works for everyone. Did we have an episode of that person? Like, are you that person? Or what do you do about that person? What if that person is you? Is you or does that? <laughs> well, and that's why this or one, maybe that's a whole this topic. one, as I read this, scared the living crap out of me. Not because somebody's going to call me, but for that person that has to, if you have, if you're feeling alone and you have a high need for acceptance and, and someone tells you, yeah, invite yourself over somewhere. First of all, that person does that. The, the one that we talked about. Right. That they person. already do it. They're already right. doing so it. So when we say that person, we're not talking about like if, if you're this person that just wants to pick up the phone. When we talk about that person, we're talking about that person that, that is really person difficult. That's always, that is, that's, you know, that's always yeah. calling and oh, always inviting Julie himself. Again. Oh, my goodness. Right. <laughs> but, but For all Julie's out there, he just picked a name. Just picked a name. But what, what this is saying, if you're in that situation. You're feeling alone. Yes. Reach out right. to somebody. Right. And what I'm saying is that scares me to no end. Because what if they're like, oh, really? Oh, we're just um, yeah, just a close we, family thing tonight. Yeah, it's a little busy. There's only so many seats. I mean, you know, we kill people. So I mean, like is that okay? Because there are people that could, you know, like Jane Mara at Thanksgiving was like, there is more than enough food. There is room. Yeah. Do not be alone. Call me on Thanksgiving. I'm not saying that she's saying that for Christmas, <laughs> but she said that at Thanksgiving. Yeah. So there are those people that. You know, I remember way back in the day, we talk about Uncle Rick, you know, my non-blood brother. Yeah. I think his dad was still alive or maybe just recently had died, but whatever. He came over at like nine o'clock on a, on a holiday 
And I remember my dad saying to him, what would you do for dinner? And he's like, oh, I, I was home by myself. And my dad lit into him. And he was like, you never again eat alone on a holiday. He's like, you get your ass over here, you know, whatever else. And I remember just feeling so terrible for Rick that he ate alone. Mm, yeah. And that's part of, I think, why I'm, I'm that way. But so for that person that is alone, there are people to reach out to. But for them to reach out, mm-hmm. oh, and maybe get a no. Mm. Oh. Oh, it scares me to no end. And it, and I love that she she says most people love opening their homes. Yeah, but not everybody. Yeah. Right. So That's, I don't love that advice. Yeah, maybe if you're going to call somebody like <laughs> to me pick be, like pick like ten different situations and ten different families and, and maybe make the strongest. To case. me it's like who who's calling? <laughs> who's calling? <laughs> who are they calling? Because there's mean, certain people that I'd be like I don't know, that scares me. Yeah, Number three. The third one is be pre- proactive. Create an alternative family in quotes. Made up of people whose company you enjoy, in another word, since you don't have family around and you're feeling alone, plan and prepare a potluck feast, if you like. Remember that you are not alone in being alone wow. during the holidays. What a great statement that is. Get it's to, heartbreaking, ahead. but man, remember that you are not alone in being alone during the holidays. Get together with others and have some fun. What's well, like a Friendsgiving? Festivus. Yeah. For the rest will. of us. No, but I think that's important. And, to, and with... You know, social media is such a two-edged sword. Sword. On the one hand, boy, you look at it and everybody's having a great time. And so, therefore, you feel jealous and your expectations don't get met. But on the other hand, you can find groups of people. Mm-hmm. And you can find other people. And so, it's be proactive. Don't just wait till December 20th and be like, oh, man, I'm alone. Realize in September, oh, Christmas is coming. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help you now, by the way, if you're listening to this. Yeah, right. But be the one that organizes people. Yeah, know? right. And I think, like, you know... In, in a whole in our society we have come to a place where we struggle with family and in general because the, like this is just something i've seen like with like the millennial generation like they have a hard time relating with family humans yeah, humans <laughs> but they do desire like not to, to be, be alone connected. and be connected right exactly so they've created this friendsgiving we've done it we've had it and i think everybody can relate where they need that emotional need met or that hurt met you know or comforted and they do it this way, having a friend's giving because in their organic natural to get family, through the others, the other stuff. Mm-hmm. I right. agree with that absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that's a mm-hmm. smart thing to do. Number four, plan an outing. Go on a hike or go to the movies, a park or a museum. Enjoy the outing with your group or by yourself. Yep. So basically, fill the time with something that is active, active that's going to entertain you, that's going to keep you engaged. Yeah, and not rather fall than sitting in dwelling of you know self deprecation sure. or whatever. This next one is I'm all about this. Pamper yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> 2019 <laughs> to a day of beauty at a spa. Get a massage. Like what's his name from the Patriots? Or find someone. Oh, Robert Kraft. <laughs> or find that's, some that's other so two scandals ago. <laughs> or find some other special way to luxuriate. <laughs> Do whatever you enjoy doing. Now here's my question. <clears throat> this obviously is one of the ones that's most likely for the holiday season not so much christmas but like right, right. No, chinese restaurants day. are open on christmas yeah dude if you like chinese so food, get down our are chinese run spas <laughs> i don't i don't know we'll have to ask for that one just saying <laughs> reach out i normally like to get my eyelashes done 
<laughs> so many things. Build bridges the rest of the year and cross them during the holidays. Ooh, wow. Reach out. Said so that's, Craig be, that's Ellison, being proactive. PhD, author of Saying Goodbye to Loneliness and Finding Intimacy. If you can't be with family or loved ones during this time of the year, send them letters or emails or call them. In other words, reach out to them. I think this is a good one because, sure. Jay, you've talked about not being or, or being blameless. Mm-hmm. So like this, is, I, I feel like this is an opportunity to do that. So if you're the one reaching out, like if there's somebody that maybe you did something wrong or maybe things have just drifted apart between the two of you, mm-hmm. you can't go wrong with reaching out and saying, Hey, I was just thinking about you. I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Yeah. I know we're miles apart, right. but we don't need to be that far apart. Yeah, and that's mending broken relationships. But even if you're just geographically somewhere else, yeah. it's still okay. And I would encourage you for Christmas, early afternoon. You don't want it to be first thing in the morning because then you're cramping somebody's gift time. You don't want it to be or late in the afternoon. Or they might be sleeping. Or might be sleeping. <laughs> you don't want to be late in the day because now we're getting into dinner and everything else. But the yeah. early afternoon, you reach out. Just, hey, I'm thinking about you. You know, I love you. And it gives you that shared experience still that you cared enough to make that call. You don't want to burden them. You don't want to take a 25 minute phone call. No, just reach out and that'll, and it'll bless them, but it'll help you to feel connected still. Yeah. Build bridges the rest of the year and cross them during the holidays. I mean that to me, that's like a principle of life. Like you can use that at any point in time for really any situation, you know, like it's almost like the bank account. You, you keep investing and, and, you know, getting good credit and then, you take that out when you when you need it. But even as you read that now, my heart goes out to people that are hearing this and going, yeah, well, I I haven't I done that. that this year. <laughs> yeah. This got, has been a bad year for that. I got no bridges. Um, so I see them and they're all burning. I'm with you on that. And maybe that's what this is good for next year. Mm. Remember your bonds and blessings. If you have a warrant out for your arrest, remember that bond. <laughs> oh, no, that's not this is. <laughs> a little bit different. Pull out photo albums and read old letters. While this may be bittersweet, Ellison says it's not toxic. If possible, get on the phone and talk with loved ones who are still living. This one is somewhat b- biblical. Um, Go on. Thinking about the good things. You know, if someone's ever written you, like so, someone taught me or advised me at some point in my life, if you ever get a good letter from somebody, put it away and mm-hmm. keep it. And on that bad day when you need some mm. encouragement or something to look back to of like something good that you've done, open that box up and read those letters because, you know, thinking about the good things, you know, that's like God tells us to do that. Or the Holy spirit tells us us to do that is like, think about the good things and mm. don't focus on the bad because focus on what's good. All that is holy. All that is righteous. Yeah. Because you, you know, know where that is. It's in the Bible. It's Go in on. the, it's in the Bible. <laughs> and like, it's so true to like just society today. Like you know, think about how good we have it. We have it incredibly good. I think it's Philippians 7. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Eric's but trying to make a point here. We have, we have, you know. Philippians 4 or 7. Go on. There you go. We have it incredibly good, you know, this day and age in America. But, you know, there's so much negativity in the media and, like, things that drag you down and people are miserable. Where if you really sit back and take account for all your blessings that you have these are pretty darn good philippians 4 8 ah <laughs> oh. one off good finally brothers and sisters whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable 
If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. What a great, right, great principle. And that can be like the breath in your in your lungs, or the new big screen TV that right. you just got the Lexus and with the, uh, that you can enjoy. And you know, yeah. I've watch, two, and, uh, two watch a football game. To on. add to that, one is in my training, I've learned that if you are self uh, not deprecating, but self condemning, the opposite of that is having gratitude. Mm-hmm. And so, to look at what are you grateful for will help you to realize, wow, I, I'm not terrible. I do have a lot of good things that have mm-hmm. come my way. Yeah. Um, now, I told him I didn't want, because when I was when I first was learning this, the guy was alarmed at how self-condemning I was. And he told me that was my assignment, was to make a list. And I'm like, yeah, it won't work. He's mm-hmm. like, why? I'm like, because I'm going to look at all this and go, look, all of these great things that have happened to me, and yet I'm such a jerk. And he wow. was like, wow, you're terrible. And I'm like, that's <laughs> not joining me at all. But it has that's helped so me. That's so true, though. And when dude, I worked it, so it did true. help. Yeah. It did help. And yeah, again, yeah. that goes back to the cognitive behavior. Right. Replace the negative thoughts with the positive ones. Yeah. The other is, what you were just saying is focusing on the good things. Here's a great quote that I heard the other day. You can't be bitter and expect life to be sweet. Mm. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah. You know who said that? You. A guy by the name of Mike Sorrentino. Hey, Mike Sorrentino. You know who Mike Sorrentino is? Be the situation. Jersey Shore. <laughs> Oh, wow. It's a great line. That is a great line. Well, he's been through some stuff, according he to He has what seen some stuff. So, and that's true. I mean, I got to a point in my life where I was so just down and beaten down and miserable and everything was black. And I, somebody challenged me to, um, to, to have an ad, to, 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 to practice gratitude, not just, I'm going to be grateful for this, but it, it becomes a practice kind mm. of like all this whole emotional lead. And man, from that point on my, my life took on a different dimension. Wow. Well, now that you say that you do point out like how good things are. Yeah, you and are. I, and I appreciate that. Making Italian sausage with Tyler and Hunter. I said, you know, Brian always says, I can't believe we get to do this. Yes, yeah. And I said, as we were sitting there eating, yeah. you know, sausage and eggs on their back porch at a wood fired grill. I said, I can't believe we get to do this. There's mm. a moment every vacation in, in Ocean City that like, a Brian's moment. Like, yeah, I was gonna say it happens every day with Brian, but like I do appreciate it. Like it's a reminder of like, man, we got it good. Our boy John Fisher has said that that is one of the things that is really he has been impressed upon him about Brian mm. is his attitude of gratitude and that he can be in the moment no matter what and just be like, this moment right now, yeah, is great. And that's another great point. Of like just being. Yeah, let's keep talking about me. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. Bro, let's talk about how awesome <laughs> Brian is more. Um, no, but being in the moment mm-hmm. and having the ability to be in the moment. Because like me, I'm thinking about a million things. I know Jay, like in your head, what? like you're going like a mile a, a minute. is a ska festival. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I, I always appreciate Brian's like reminder of like being in that moment. <laughs> Almost to a fault. Yeah, that like the world can be on fire around him, and he's like, "That's a good beer." <laughs> <laughs> that's just true. That's true. It's, that's actually a quote. <laughs> Help others, volunteer. Wait, is it my turn to read? You can go, yeah, Zerix, but go on. You can go. Oh, no, please go. All right. Help others. Volunteering at a mission or shelter for the homeless will help you feel connected. Ellison suggests that you participate in activities with this organization at other times of the year, not just one day of the year. This will make the experience more fulfilling. Rudina says volunteering at a soup kitchen gives you a healthy perspective. There's nothing like that for 
I'm sorry. There's nothing like that for slapping you on, for slapping you back to realize how well you are. Rodino noted. And that's like, that's very true. Like it's very humbling to, to see how fortunate you are. Right. It's, I love this one, especially for the day of, so you're Mm -hmm. alone wherever you are. There's probably somewhere within 20 minutes you can go to serve on Christmas day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and so think about it. You're home, you're alone, and you're and you're hurting. Or you can go out, be with other people who are probably in your same situation. Because, like, I don't volunteer on Christmas Day because I got things to do. People who volunteer either are really sacrificing or are alone. And so they're like, well, I'm going to go. So you're going to be with other people having a shared experience. And you're going to see people who do have it worse than you. And I was... I was going to say, like, there's other people out there that probably want to be with you. Right. You know, like, and I'm not a big fan of that, by the way. Not that. The other one. Like, I hate the, hey, other people have it worse than you. Oh, no, not that. No. But, but that, but it's a component of it. It's a you know, component of you're it. You're sitting in your warm living room being alone where somebody who lives on the streets walks in for a mass made meal. You're like, <laughs> mm, not that guy. You know. Yeah. No, totally. I get that. <laughs> Travel. If you have the finances, get away for a few days. Right Go away. skiing or take a tropical holiday. Singles groups. It's a vacation. Often have tour groups during the holidays. Um, so that's nice and all. But I, the thing that I take out of that answer is singles groups. You know, once again, getting ahead of the aloneness mm-hmm. and being alone and being a part of a singles group. Yeah. One of the things I'm most proud of at our church um, is the divorce slash widows group. Um that they're in this shared experience of life and they have so many common things mm-hmm. that they get together. And, and the one woman said, and I think I may have said this on another podcast, maybe not. I finally, and this woman doesn't even come to our church except for this group. And she said, I finally found a place where I belong. Wow. And I'm like, I don't care if anything else happens. Boom. And so be, find those groups, be a part of that group so that you don't get to this point. Yeah. So yeah, if you're, then you want to travel? Yeah, I'd, I'd rather be alone in the Caribbean than alone in... Plan a trip. Look forward to something. Right. I remember like thinking... I forget who who said it, but they were saying like the most happy you'll be is when you're looking forward to something, which I find personally... It's not exactly true, but it's pretty true of like, like when we're planning vacation, I'm excited. Like Mm -hmm. that leading up to vacation, like, Ooh, Mm -hmm. I'm going to pack this. Jay's going to cook this. Do you remember the great, great eulogy slash sermon about this at your grandmother's funeral? Jim Spitzel from first Presbyterian church, Penn Hills. Yeah. Talked about how the minute you go on vacation, you start the countdown. Yeah. We got four days left. Yeah. We got mm-hmm. three. You know, you have the count yep. count up to vacation is the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. But then once vacation starts, yes. you start the countdown. Well, yeah. There's only four days left, three days left, two days left, one day left. And his point was in heaven, there's no countdown. But like you're saying that. It's funny up. you remember that because I don't remember that at all because I had the, I was getting up to speak. So I was like. Right. Reading it's funny you remember that because I was sitting next to you at Eric's <clears throat> at, the, at that And funeral. I wasn't paying attention to it. No, thing. not at no. all. We were just, <laughs> no, that's pretty much what I was going to say. We were just making fun of everything. Well, we started off with Boothby, with Boothby opening his Hebrew Bible. And I was like, really? you got to be that <laughs> guy. Okay, I'm making up my Hebrew Bible. <laughs> but yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So there. All right. um, la- last one would be get through the day. <laughs> hey. That would be a good thing. Sometimes that's all you can do. Except... 
Read it. Okay. <laughs> if you're unable to do any of these things, Rodino tells her patients to just get through it. <coughs> Read, sleep, rent a video, and remember, tomorrow it all will be over. I don't love the sleep part. Do something else. Go to a movie. Yeah. Do anything else. Don't be sleeping the day away because then that's just going to make you feel more depressed. And I mean, yeah, it, then other than getting bombed by yourself and passing out, I guess that's sleeping's better. But do something. Do something. Spend the day do something. loving and blessing other people. And just very quickly. You can get second sleep, but then go do something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> second sleep. Focus as much as you can. The one I would add is to... This goes back to the volunteering, but even volunteering out of your own house, loving and serving others, like make a prayer list and pray for all your like, combine these, go through your photo album and pray for the people that are, that you've forgotten about in your past, you know, reach out to somebody who, you know, is alone or somebody that impacted you 30 years ago, send them a message on Facebook or sorry. Or or if you don't pray, but make a gratitude list, like make a list of some kind that something that you can. Just reach out to them and thank people. Mm -hmm. Like you said, gratitude. Um, I would rather you spent the day doing that. Emptying yourself. Something positive. Into other Mm -hmm. uh, appreciation. Emptying yourself, man. That's such an amazing thing. When you truly are able to empty yourself. Um, It, it, man, it just pays so many dividends. It's, Mm. it's, it's It's a way to get through the holidays and maybe just do a little bit better. Yeah. I'll go. (laughs) <laughs> Seamless so transition. this is the part of the um i'll go I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it while you pull it up oh. so um we okay. like to end the show with do betters which where, is negative right basically people that <laughs> totally make fun of don't people. know how to do life and uh we basically throw out all the stuff that we've just talked about but in a way we also you know we originally in the podcast we started by connecting them to emotional needs yeah and we got away from that so i'm yeah. gonna get back to that Oh, yeah. I don't uh, even remember doing that. I think now I just like to make fun of people. <laughs> <laughs> but typically it's somebody that's like, man, you've, uh, you've reached the end and you are at this point of life because yeah. you're extremely hurt and uh, this is how you're solving all your problems. And it's normally from Florida. <laughs> this one is not, however. Charlotte Bank employee arrested for stealing $88,000 mm. after posting, posting photos of cash on social media. My man. Charlotte Bank employee Orlando Henderson, 29, was arrested for stealing $88,000 from his bank's vault after the FBI in San Diego discovered photos of cash posted on his social media account. How'd they find it? Throughout July and August 2019, Henderson used a social media account to post several pictures of him holding large stacks of cash, according to a recent unsealed criminal indictment. Um, My man. Blah, 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 blah. On and on and on. So we have to show the pictures. Yeah. Because he is just mean mugging oh yeah well and it's look like it looks like he's maybe like a potential rapper getting oh, into the game oh. you know mm. all right <laughs> looks like you might have had a blunt <laughs> wow hey i, I, I have enough <laughs> yeah, experience well, with that, that one I can <laughs> historically speaking um this is revisiting one of our favorite categories and that is <laughs> what's, what's down, down your pants <laughs> <laughs> California police seek, quote, shrimp bandit who stuffed <laughs> pants with frozen seafood. Dateline, Ding. Riverside, California. <laughs> California police are trying to track down a man who stole several bags of frozen shrimp worth $500 by hiding them in his pants, authorities said. 
Surveillance video at a Southern California supermarket December 4th showed a man entering a Vons store in Riverside three times within 15 minutes, each time hiding several bags of the frozen, frozen shrimp. Frozen shrimp. And that's the news. Uh, in his pants, KCBS reported. Riverside police said the man managed to take 30 bags of the frigid crustaceans. KTLA reported <laughs> 30 bags, 30 bags in three trips. So that's 10 bags per trip. If uh, he, my he math a, that's pretty holds good. True. Kind of scientific. There. That's a pretty good load, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's a load in his pants. All right. Yeah, it that's, is. <laughs> can you imagine how cold that would be? I can uh, imagine unless, unless you put, it's a story, don't. but yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> it's a st- <laughs> so they were calling him the shrimp bandit shrimp bandit. That must be the Wet Bandit's uh, spinoff <laughs> yeah. from uh, Home Alone. It's the uh, the food category of the Bandit. Yep. <clears throat> but some people don't need to do better. They can do, can't they do better. They can't do and better. Our Can't Do Better is a local story this week. Who submitted this story? One Sally, Brian's mom, her. Wow, that's a crazy middle name. We love Sally. Sally Brian's her. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> Brian's mom. How'd they know? Um, so... This today, literally today, today, uh, the day that we're this recording very day, this, right there now. was not there even was snow squall. Squall. <gasps> Dude, it looked like a snow globe. It out was there. coming. It was coming. It's coming down. It was coming down out there. It's coming down. Man, could you imagine if it's all rain? Hey, he'd be wet. It was slippy. I love that when it's the opposite. If you can imagine if it's all snow. It was slippy. So this afternoon, as the temperatures dropped quickly. Uh, Sally Street became a sheet of ice. Which is on the way to the high school. It is. That's important to note. Mm-hmm. Um, so cars and trucks couldn't get up the street. Some Very cars steep street. Sliding down the street sideways, which can be terrifying. That's awful. Um, it's not productive. Buses couldn't get up. Uh, Collins mentioning. I was stuck at the top because buses couldn't get down from oh, Frankstown. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So buses couldn't make it up the street. Um, but a guy not. Like not just a district a employee, just a citizen. not a Penn Hills, good-hearted citizen, good-hearted citizen in a big black dump truck went up the hill, going in between vehicles, salting the street, hey, it was almost like he was being a jag, but he won't be a jag. <laughs> he wasn't Man. right. He was doing he was doing a good street. deed and salting the That's street. Awesome. His own salt. It's amazing. Shout out. And I said, and I, I'm full disclosure. Yeah. I already said next week our do better is going to be for Penn Hills when they sue <laughs> this guy for illegally salting <laughs> yeah. the streets. <laughs> But, um, Don't you go being a good citizen, no, sir. You can't do that. But um, and even a shout out to the Penn Hills uh, Public Works Department, because somebody said before people start complaining, they wrote it on social media. Well, before the snow hit, I was following six salt trucks up Stotler Ro- or uh, Leechburg Road from where they store them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Already getting ready. Being proactive. Two went this way, two went that way. Yeah. And so they did the very best they could. Yeah. But this guy, you can't do better than can't that. Can't do better. Took care of the the street leading to the school so that the buses would be safe and our kids would be safe spending his own money. Now, the irony is maybe he didn't even know it was on. It's hard to say. <laughs> yeah. But for today, <laughs> He was just trying to get around. <laughs> yeah. Son of a... Oh, he's like my a son of a... Mother Well... But he took care of it. For this segment, he's our guy. He's our guy. The man in black. We appreciate him. That's right. The man in black. Not the six-fingered man, but the man in black. That's right. Brian, would you take us out? I will. So this has been episode 55 of Lunchtime in Rome. We Next week. Yeah, I was going to say that. We will not be here the next, at least next week, probably the next two weeks. We will be there the week after that. We will be. Okay. 
Merry Christmas, um, though. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. <laughs> Please be safe. Um, uh, I really, we really hope that this, um, you know, kind of helps you deal with getting through this time. If, if this is a tough time for you, um, like always, t- um, tweet us, email us, whatever it takes, join. We want to join you. And if you are alone, reach out to us like this holiday season, email yeah. us. And, um, we'd love to go to lunchtime and yeah. tell your story. We will comfort you socially. Exactly. Media. Yep. What? Yeah. Please do that. Um, so, uh, again, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we will see you in the new year. Adios. Bye.